0: They they say it's not about what you know, but who you know. And in this Proximity podcast, we have a no BS approach. We're bringing you industry leaders with real
1: solutions
0: and real actionable items you can implement for your real estate business. Grab a pen and paper and listen in while we get up close and personal with some of the best in the biz.
2: All right, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the new episode of the Proximity Podcast. It's Jake Dixon here, co-host with the main man, the myth, the legend, right next to me, Nathan Daniel. What's up? What's up, Jake? How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited for this one, and to the listeners, to the viewers out there, this is a little different from normal episodes. And what I mean by that is, we thought during our live Q and A session, which is available to all uh, locker room agents, locker room broker owners. Anybody in our ecosystem, we do this live Q&A once a month, and we thought it was so good, so relevant, that we wanted to actually share this kind of fireside chat with everybody for today's episode. So what you can expect to learn from here, I just jotted down a couple of points, was number one, we hit on the perspective on the current market. Very timely, very relevant. We're going to talk about managing commissions and expenses in this episode. We're going to hit on the difference between goals versus commitments and playing the infinite game. We're gonna share with you an exercise you can do which uses our KISS questions to analyze where am I at this halfway point of the year or whenever you're listening to this, it's just a great exercise to do. And lastly, if you want that and so much more, I ask you, if you're an agent, consider joining our Agent Breakthrough community. You can check it out by going to tlrnation.com breakthrough, or if you're a broker owner or somebody in a leader, leadership position, Go to tlrnation.com slash partners, and you can explore the different options we have there to be becoming a partner with you. So we hope you enjoy this episode. We'll let you guys take it from here. We are here to answer your questions. We've got Kristen, the Dynamo, Shanna, Hannah, 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 Hannah on here with me. She is our director of TLR Experience at the Locker Room. Chris and I do this uh, once a month at least and just make ourselves available. There is no real agenda to this. This is 100% for you guys to come on, ask two coaches any question about your business or whatever it is that you're hoping to improve, and we'll just organically weigh in on that. So
1: Tag us in it so that we can see.
2: There you go. That's why she's the director of experience. She thinks through these things to give you an amazing experience, you guys. I don't think like that. I I do. I'm just not that detailed. That's the... Oh, we've got Joseph Williams, who's trying to join us here. Let me oh, let
1: good. You. I love Joe.
2: Joe, put me on the spot, man. Um, what is just an amazing golden nugget you could give real estate agents who, who might be watching this right now? Tip, advice, best practice.
0: Oh, man. Don't get too consumed by the negative drama about real estate in the market. We've been here before. We're going to be here after it's okay. Interest rates are not going to destroy us. It's going to mean we have to work a little harder. Um, I started real estate in 2004. Interest rates, guess what? 7%. Uh, um, So, you know, when you've been there and that was in the housing boom, going back there, yeah, it looks a little different but it also might mean we get a life back. Mm. Ooh, well, uh, good perspective. Um, you know, I used to sign listing agreements for no less than six months. Me too. And, o- and often you get to the end of the six months and you go, Hey, we've had three showings in six months. You want to extend it? Sure. Let's keep going. <laughs> you know, and then you get an offer after you've been on the market for six months for $12,000 off the list price. And and a new roof, and they just say, "Okay, yeah, sure, let's do it.
2: you know, that's so good for people to hear because as locker room, you know, like and this isn't certainly everybody, but we we do specialize in helping the the newer, lesser experienced dual career. Frankly, anybody closing fewer than twenty five homes per year is like our ideal client, yeah, right. So a lot of folks that we tend to attract into the locker room um maybe haven't been through a cyclical downturn like you're talking about I think that is so on point um I got in back in 2007 (laughs) yeah (laughs) and um and a lot of people just it's no fault of their own they just haven't been through this before so right remind us of that and like yes taking listings for six months and three offers and blah, blah blah like that's that's a good reminder. That's actually like normal real estate. What we've been through in the last several years is not normal. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: That's, that has been a lot of what I've talked to our agents about is just saying, Hey, this is not like, we have not been functioning in a normal market since 2015. Right. Mm-hmm. Now we're just going back to normalcy. And what's going to happen is you're going to have the people who aren't really bought into the industry are going to step away. Mm-hmm. And as they step away, it's more opportunity for us so by engaging with the locker room and getting your crap together up front, you know, especially for the newer agents or, you know, that lesser than 25, you get your systems, you get your processes. And as Jake will say, you start, you, know, you start working in October to get that check in January. And, you know, you're going to continue to do the same thing when the market gets lower and you start seeing, hey, your MLS is renewing dues and 175 agents just dropped because they don't want to pay their dues. Uh, um, that that's 175 agents less in your market 175 agents more availability for you
2: that makes me think of Jim Collins's book built to last and that's what we do we're helping agents build a real estate business to last and I know there's old adages that you list to last and all these things that you know you hear so Joe um, and Kristen same with you if you can think back to over the years as long as you've been in this business um like maybe not so much the snapshot in time of the past few years, but like what you're referencing, what's the most amount of listings you've ever had on market at the same time because of a four five, six month carryover. Do you, you have any, any idea? I do. Kristen. You go first. I'm going to
1: have to rack my brain. I'm like, thinking, okay. Yeah.
2: Right they're, they're, you get it. You sold it. You get it. You sold it. Yeah. So what's the right. most amount of listings you've had in any one time? 102. Holy moly. I thought I heard you 102.
0: 102, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Is that so, like lots or new construction? Or wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. No, it was new construction. Uh, so I, I worked as a new, I had, I had builders that I represented. I had a very large subdivision that I was the exclusive agent for um, at the same time. So that was 2009 or 2010, I think. It might, I can't hundred percent say that. That number is in my head. That was the first number that came to my head. Okay. Um, that might have been transactions that year. And it may have been 70 on market, but okay. I it is something around something around that. But I was an exclusive agent for a large subdivision and I had a foreclosure company. Uh, so, you know, I was I was doing both
2: and um as a single agent.
0: That's a lot of work. I, I didn't even have an admin.
2: Well, I'm putting you on the spot. So I will accept your answer. And somewhere between 70 and 100. I can tell you that. (laughs) Kristen, you should have gone first. What what would you think? I
1: guess so. Because I like I remember 2012 being such a killer year for me. And my tagline, my company paid for this to be plastered all over billboards and everything was all of my listings have sold in three months or less, which is like right in line with what you were saying, Joe, like, we're used to having signing agreements for six months to a year, you know, now I'm like, if it doesn't sell in three months, we are doing something wrong. So the (laughs) listing agreement is for like 90 days, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The most listings I've had, I remember having 24 listings. I think it was that same year and really, really wanting 25 just to say I have 25 listings and I never got there. Yeah. But you're right though. They, because they, it wasn't like it is now where you've got 50 showings on your listing the first day it's on the market. You right. know, we we're holding open houses every week. The, the housing market was slow. Like the listings sat for
0: a little while.
1: You know, you really had to market them.
0: Yeah, I was on site Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every week. Yeah, You know, starting at one o'clock, I would be on site in developments that whole time.
2: Dang. This is yeah. so so important, I think, for people to hear. It's like, no, the sky is not falling. We're just getting back to where we were before. And it's like, people like you have been there, done it. It's nothing new, is it? What it was last year or two years ago? No, there's there's a little initial shock to that, to the to the to the bank account or to the market or to your mindset or whatever. it's like, okay, this is this reminds me of blankety blank year. I got this. I had a hell of a good year. There's still people buying and selling homes and moving and it's it's just a constant. The, and the... that would be the
0: second nugget. Don't spend it all. Mm. Talk to me. What do you mean? That's the
1: most important one.
0: Absolutely. So it's so easy in these last few years, you see it all over social media. These last few years, these agents have been making one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand $200,000 and they're just, they're dropping money left and right and doing all the things and they're not paying off debt, they're adding debt. And, you know, all of a sudden, now we get into this this kind of a market, and it's a. Oh wait, we've acu- We we have to make two hundred thousand dollars. If we don't make two hundred thousand dollars, that's our break-even point. Or say it's seventy-five thousand. Whatever whatever your number is, you've got to make sure that you're you're putting money away, because the real estate is cyclical. It will always be cyclical, and you know back in the day. I now pay myself a salary, so it looks a little bit different. But back in the day, I split every commission check into five categories. I had five different bank accounts. I had a tax account. I had a profit account. I had a savings account. I had a marketing account. And I had a giving account. And every check that was deposited was immediately split into those five accounts. And I didn't touch the other categories.
1: Did you get that from profit first, or did you just kind of have an inherent knowledge of how you wanted to categorize your money
0: i've never um so i can't say that i didn't get it from there but i don't feel like it was original to me
1: okay we it's very similar to the profit first book and um okay and they say just just like chunking your money into different categories so that you and then you don't spend it until you, you know, you only spend from that profit category and not any, anywhere else.
2: Right. That's gosh, I'm so glad you said that. And we're all guilty of it. I, I am. And mm-hmm. I try to, as much as I try to keep a handle, I don't live some big extravagant lifestyle. I'm a pretty simple dude. Um, But no offense, you know, if you like nice things, but you're, you're so right, Joe, a lot of people end up taking that income and and leveling up their lifestyle with something that may not quite be sustainable yet. And right. so it's like, Oh my gosh, I've never made this much money in, the, in, in my life. We get that big commission check. Some people's commission checks one time a month is what they made an entire year at a former job. And it can mm-hmm. be so tempting to forget to put aside some money or pay uncle Sam or, 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 or you think hundred oh, percent of this is mine. Well, not so fast. And even if it were, Say for a rainy day, put it in Mm. a reserves account or something that is such great advice because a lot of people do enhance their lifestyle and don't think of don't plan a lifestyle around the 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 the, oh crap moments. And this is one of the best things that I learned at an early stage was every year I would vote every six months at a minimum. Relook at your expenses, relook at your budget. Where can you trim 10% of the fat? Because throughout the year, if you, if you don't have these strategic checkpoints, that subscription here, that thing there, it starts to slowly creep and add up. But in the moment, you're like, nah, it's no big deal. It's just 57 bucks a month or whatever. But every six months to at least a year, re-examine that and where can you slash at least 10% expenses? Because that's going to keep you honest and on, on point. Yeah. Yeah. Kristen, I know you came from that world as well. So yeah, tough, but I think this is, oh, hang on. We got a private mess from Ciara. I want to give her recognition here. That is something to remember. She says, I had my first listing and accepted offer on the same day, but it definitely felt like a blessing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no Kidding. So I delivered the halftime session on Friday of last week if you if you attended halftime with me or watched the replay give it a like give this video a like a heart a comment something let us know that you watched that and if you haven't go back and do so but joe you were there right i was you were there what what did you hear you've had a few days to reflect <laughs> now what stood out to you the most from the halftime
0: man I, um you know, I've had a lot of you you two know uh, anybody else watching or watching in the future is not going to know. I've had a lot of shifting in my business in the last year uh, um significantly so, and you know and some of that storing up, like yeah, I'm in a little bit of a freak out moment at right now, but I'm also surviving because I didn't spend it all uh, mm-hmm. um you know so as as I move forward in that. Just looking at, I look at my numbers right now and I I don't need to put my number out there, but it's like, hey, I've sold this much this year so far. I feel like I'm behind. And then looking at it and it's like, actually I'm not because my target and, and your goal is your goal. Your goal isn't somebody else's goal for you. And so my target this year is exactly, I just need to double what I've done. We just hit the halfway mark, So I still have another half of the year to be able to get to that spot, you know. And delving into the sixty-five, thirty-five, and the eighty, you know, the eighty-twenty, and all of those things, um, I'm still processing a lot of it. I have I've got a ton of notes that I took that I've got to go back and, and read because I was I was multitasking a little bit um, <laughs> just because out of necessity right now, and so it's like. I'm dotting notes down, but that was probably the biggest one for me is like we're only halfway through the year and I'm halfway to my goal. Even though I look at my number and go, that's a really low number. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. in comparison to previous years, but
2: it's it's half of my goal. Well, here's I, I have so much in my brain right now. So I'm sorry if I just blah, here it is. Yeah. Three things. Number one, what you just said triggered. If you haven't, if somebody out there hasn't read The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek, there's another one to put on your reading list. The Infinite Game. Right? Because what Joe's talking about there is we treat every year from January to December 31 as a finite game. There's a winner and a loser in basketball. Whoever has the score at the highest score at the end of the game wins. That is a finite game. There's a definitive beginning and end, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't want to play a finite game with my business. There is no best. I've never arrived. There is no finality to it. It's going. It's constant. I'm playing the infinite game. So that parlays me into my next point. If we, how should I say this? What would that, what would that change if we shifted from using goal language and I'm all about setting goals to commitments. I'm going to, my commitment for this year is X. My goal is this, but my Mm -hmm. commitment is that it just, it's got a different zap to it because when December 31st rolls around and I wake up tomorrow on January (laughs) one, my, my business is still rolling. Like that doesn't define me what I did in 2023, for example the clock is still going. I'm playing the infinite game. We get so hell bent out of shape. If I didn't hit goal this year, well, dude, the sun is going to come up tomorrow. Keep going. Like stop playing for a season and play for the whole infinite game here. Change your language from this is my goal. This is like my stretch number. Yeah. But then back into that with this is my commitment number. Okay,
0: Stop. so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> just jump in here because that's very interesting that you'd say that. And honestly, I think that is a generational language thing. We won't talk about generations right now because I can get on a whole soapbox. <laughs> but I think there's a big generational language there. Myself, as supposedly a millennial, I relate more to the Gen Xers. I'm 84, so I'm a, bit, a zennial or whatever you want to call it. Goals are demoralizing to me. Mm. So they will actually make me stop because I don't think I can hit the target. And so what I end up doing is I, I, I do exactly what you just said, Dave, but I do it without putting words to it. So I set a low goal that I know that I can meet. And then every time I get closer to that goal, I kick it down the, kick it down the field a little further. Yeah. You know, it's like, I won't do two more. Let's do two more. Yes. Yeah. It's that I've got 24 listings. Oh, I just want to get to 25. And, you know, that's, that has been how I've driven. And honestly, whenever I'm working with my agents, I work the same way. I ask them, what is, what is your goal? And I don't need it to even be monetary. If it's Mm. that you want to spend more time with your family this year. Great. And then when we do our annual check-ins, those are the questions. Yeah, you know, What is your commitment to take one vacation this year with your family and it be paid for in cash, which drives your personal goal, drives your business goal. And so like setting up those things for myself and then just knowing my own roadblocks. Uh, if you give me, if you said to me, I want you to do $30 million this year, I can't start. Mm -hmm. You say to me, I want you to do 15 million this year. Okay, let's go. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. That's deep. Uh,
1: Deep. We had a comment from someone named Kelly and she said quarterly goals are good for her too. Probably Mm -hmm. for that same reason, you know, chunk it down.
2: Yeah. yeah. The 90 day sprint. I mean, you're right. Look, I'm saying this as a coach leader I'm going to continue probably in my language to say goal I, I'm gonna try and yeah. stop doing that maybe so I don't want to I'm saying that because I don't want to sound like a hypocrite with what I'm getting ready to go at but goal the word goal almost has become this wishy-washy thing it's like I'm gonna try like what what is that here's here's my goal and I think when people use that language these days my experience is like it's it's wishy-washy it's like it's 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 my hope. But when I say, it sounds different. Hey, Kristen, what's your goal this year? She's going to say whatever it is she says. But if I said, hey, Kristen, what's your commitment this year? That just hits different, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Well, that's the, okay, I can't
0: see if there's anybody on. Um, That's the everybody's a winner mentality. Yeah, participation. A, a, a A goal doesn't matter. You participated in setting your goal, so you won.
2: A commitment is a lot different. It's risky. It is risky. because your word is behind it. Your integrity is at stake.
0: And that used to be the case for goals. Yes. Especially if you published them. Yes. You know, yeah. Okay. I'm going to...
2: I think we, we triggered Joe today. <laughs> we, we
1: did. I this, like it. This is all our like game.
2: None of this was planned. So Yeah. No, I was actually planning on observing. <laughs> so you're a quiet fly, fly on the wall. And by the way, everybody, if you're just tuning into this, tlrzoom.com is where we are live. You can log in and ask us questions and participate too. But if you're watching in the Facebook group, that's cool. Comment. Let us know that you're there. Go ahead, Kristen. What were you going to say?
1: There was a, I don't advise doing this, but there was a year, it was maybe was five. So it was 2017. Um, I was going to bring my kids to California, hell or high water. I just booked the trip and put it all on a credit card and made sure that I paid it off by the end of the year. And that was, I was committed to it. I, I'm not going to have credit card debt. I'm going to pay for the trip. Now we're going to go on the trip and then I'm going to work damn hard to make sure that it gets paid off.
2: Yeah. Yes.
1: It's a commitment.
2: It yeah. was risky. You could have sat there and thought about that trip, which is what most of us do. But the right. commitment was no. Like Grant Cardone preaches this, whether you like him or hate him. I'm going to say yes now. I'm going to commit now and figure out the details later. Say mm-hmm. yes to the trip. Put it on the credit card or whatever you need to do. I'm not you know, your financial advisor. but in yeah, don't do it.
1: I don't advise it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm, the, the, the lesson is you said yes to it. You decided there was no turning back credit card or otherwise you did then what it took because you put yourself in the corner and nobody puts baby in the corner because you're going to figure it out and, and pay that dang thing off at the end of the year.
1: That's right.
2: It's yep. it's the old cliche. If it's not on your calendar, it doesn't exist. It existed.
0: Yep. And I think we do that in our, like we, you've got the personal life, but we do that in our business. I mean, Jake, you know, i I've, I've been stalking the locker room for however many years and finally what I got, I don't even know how long ago, three, four months ago, whatever that was, it was like, no, I need to do this. I know I need this for my business. I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And so I did. And at the time I came in, it was like, hey, I've got, a, I've got 90 days. Yeah. If we don't turn this around in 90 days, like, I'm done.
2: You straight up told me that, by the way. He's not kidding. Me too. He <laughs> like, told me too.
0: That's literally that that's all there was. <laughs> you know, now granted, we're not we're just kicking that 90 day can down the down the street a little bit further. <laughs> but the fact is, we're kicking it down the street. Yeah. You know, honestly, I, I just think about I think about breakthrough. I think about Orlando again, not uh, planned, um, just so everybody knows. I'm, I just, I'm just a coaching client. Um, so breakthrough, I think I've talked to a few agents who are in that same boat. Well, we don't know if we should, you know, it's however much money to get there, however much money for the conference. It's like, no, you need to do it because what's gonna happen is they're gonna help you figure out how to make it worth it. You know, Again, I've been to the conferences, I've done the things. This is the one conference I will not miss. You know, I, uh, I've done all the brands. Um, and for me, I'm not just figuring it out for me, from somebody who just said they, they started this however long ago with nothing but 90 days left. I'm figuring it out for four different people yeah. and just saying, hey, you're all coming with me. And
2: I'm just going to figure it out.
1: And they will, too.
2: Yeah. Yes joseph i call you joseph joe whatever i don't care Um, i know (laughs) you will become one of the greatest locker room transformations that is my commitment to this conversation it's it's already decided it it hasn't caught up yet with the the bank account or the business growth even though you're on your way but you will be someone shout out coach reed wilson your coach like reed that we're interviewing we're we're, de- we're sharing with stages and things, telling your story of here's where I was, here's where I am now. And you're sitting on the heels of some pretty big opportunities to to grow your organization from what you've told me. Um, yeah. And it's just, just right there, man. Just got to keep going and kick that can another 30 days or whatever it is because there's big things coming. For sure. Yeah, it's inspiring for sure. Um, I want to... All of this conversation is great. And I'm not just trying to fill the hour to fill the hour here. Whenever we're done, we're done. But I did go into this today with Kristen saying, hey, if nobody shows up, here's what we can talk about. But this whole conversation has actually worked quite beautifully for what I wanted to get to. So all of you watching this um, or hearing my voice have access to this, the KISS questions. We referenced it very briefly um, on the Friday halftime training event. But I'm going to share my screen here. If you log in, though, to your locker room university, go to the toolkit, and once you're in the agent toolkit, in the search bar, just type KISS or something, and it'll pull this document up. It's too important to to skate over like I did on Friday. So here it is, Monday the 3rd, still around halftime, and I'm going to just walk everybody through what I'm talking about. You all have to do this on your own, but hold on one second. Okay, now it's sharing my screen. So in your toolkit, all of you have access to this, what I'm sharing. It is our acronym for the four profound questions you should be asking yourself right now. You should be asking them every month, at least every quarter. But I'll give you grace here, baby grace, and assume that this is the first time you've seen this. You need to ask these questions when, right now, today. (laughs) today okay what are they the k stands for what do i need to keep doing and i give you a little explanation of around the why or the purpose of each question underneath you can read that for yourself what is it when you look back at the last six months of this year calendar year what do you need to keep doing it's working keep going don't stop acknowledge it so it doesn't become some desensitized thing that you just drop the ball on keep going second what do you need to be more intentional about that's the i in the kiss acronym if i just dialed it in gave a little bit more intentionality man that could be the very thing that leads to the breakthrough that i that i'm seeking ask that for the prior 6 months then over the last six months, look back, reflect. What do you need to stop doing? Cut your losses. Bye-bye. It could be a behavior, it could be a, a, a monetary something, something. I, I don't know. What do you need to stop doing? And then finally, what do you need to start doing? So this is the this is the catalyst here for the KISS acronym, just to explain what each question is and what what how you should answer them. But page two of this document, again, it's in your toolkit is right here. I want you to do this for every key pillar of your life. We believe in coaching to the whole person here at the locker room, not just business. So when it comes to your finances in the last six months, what do you need to keep doing? Intentional, stop, start. As it relates to your business activities, same thing. What about your health? Take a look at the last 6 month snapshot what do you need to keep doing as it relates to your health be more intentional stop start if you're a spiritual person same deal family keep doing stop doing personal growth relationships attitude when it comes to your attitude over the last 6 months what do you need to keep keep doing keep going be more intentional about stop doing start doing Maybe your intentionality for attitude is making sure you're surrounding yourself with five people that really lift you up and we're going to keep it real with you. Right. So, Kristen, I just want to throw this your way for a second. You've been very familiar and a big believer in this exercise. I know that for a fact. What's your take on it? Why is this so important or why should agents really slow down today and do this?
1: It's so good. This is the best exercise. I think everybody knows about page one of this exercise and and hardly anybody looks at page two, right? Because it's buried in our toolkit. If you're not intentional about doing the exercise, you forget about all, all these categories. Page two is the deep dive. Even if you're not an agent, this is great to do. We have coaches who do this with their family once a month, you know, um, and and particularly one coach, he sits down with his wife and they do this together every month. Like, what are we going to keep doing? What are we going to be more intentional about? It's an awesome exercise and it keeps you grounded, right? So I think sometimes, especially in real estate, we forget why we're even doing it. Um, And in a crazy market, we get so caught up in winning. And then if we don't win, you know, especially with our buyers, it can be very defeating. And Doing this exercise keeps you grounded. Why are you here to begin with, you know? What's Good. important to you and how to keep how to keep in front of that?
2: Well, it shines a light, doesn't it?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, if I was crushing everything in business and financial, let's let's say these top two categories were just like, oh my gosh, amazing, even though there's always room for improvement. I'll bet you then somewhere in the health or spirituality or family is not so hot. So again, by taking inventory, pausing and reflecting back. You might be like, oh, this is great. But if you only do it for finances or business, I want you to keep going. Health, spirituality, family, personal growth, your relationships, attitude. If all that other stuff is suffering, oh, but these two things are amazing. <laughs> you, some, what, what's that uh, quote? Some people are so successful, all they have is money or something like that. Mm. Meaning that their relationship, they're, they're broke. You know, relationally or spiritually, health, fitness, because all they're doing is focusing on the the points on the scoreboard as far as their bank account's concerned.
1: yeah, it's so important. and and honestly, if you're burning the wick at both ends and your uh, business and financially you're doing really well, you're probably exhausted everywhere else. Yeah, so um, to just be able to stay well balanced yeah or if you're on in every single one of these categories and you're like yeah I'm, I'm awesome in all of these your attitude at the end of the day is probably so bad
2: <laughs> because
1: you're tired you know i mean yeah. imagine
2: if your Sorry. attitude sucks your relationships suck because nobody wants to be around you yeah yeah so between
0: 72 and 100 listings with no assistant that's the bank account was great. You never, you literally never looked at the, at the bank account when you went to purchase something, doesn't matter. Yeah. But at the end of the day, life was hell. Yeah, what's it worth? I'm not, you know, I'm only 38. I started this business when I was 19. So I've run, ran the highs, the lows. I've been at the top, I've been at the bottom. I've wasted the money. I've saved the money. Like I've run the gamut of it. And that, you know, I can look back at the, the really high of the highs and go, man, life sucked.
2: Yeah, I hear that.
1: We've all been there, I think. Yeah. No
2: doubt. No doubt. So, what, what do we have to do? Type in the chat, or the comment section. What does Joseph, myself, and Kristen have to do to beg you, plead with you to do that exercise today? 30 minutes max of quiet time, focused time, put your phone over there, turn the TV off, tell the kids it's going to be a minute, go through that document, answer those KISS questions. I don't know the outcome because I don't know every single one of you, but I know for sure something will reveal itself. Something great will come of that and your future self is thanking you for taking 30 minutes today (laughs) and doing the flipping exercise. It won't fail you. It won't Tell fail. Kelly's going to do it. Kelly said she's
1: account. doing it.
2: That's right, Kristen. <laughs> it is so important, guys. And hey, you know what? Maybe one of the questions and answers there on the forum is, what am I going to be more intentional about for my business? We just gave you an answer, maybe. It's every quarter moving forward, I'm going to go through these KISS questions. There you go. Yeah. Desiree's
1: doing it with her fiance tonight. Who Who that? Desiree fix she said she's, she commented she's going to do it with her fiance tonight look at you
2: checking these comments is that on Facebook I'm on it,
1: I'm on it. yeah I've got okay. it right here look it
2: Desiree, that's what I'm talking about right on. <laughs> hey Desiree if you're seeing this still will you report back to us and you don't have to share but just let us know how it went and then if you do want to share specifics you share whatever you want but will you report back to us letting us know you did it and at least what it was like how it went
1: and kelly too she's going to do it too we want her report as well
2: okay love it love it love it guys we will never ask you to do something we're not doing or at least willing to do ourselves okay these tools ex- exist for you and if there's something on our toolkit or locker room university you want to see more of or it's missing or whatever let us know let us know but otherwise, dig in because tools like this KISS worksheet exist. It's always been there waiting for you. You just got to uncover it. And we're here to bring it to you front and center from time to time like today. So take advantage. All right. Anything else to add to this whole conversation today or any other questions? You guys have any questions for me? I'm doing the I'm doing all the freaking questions. <laughs> and that, not just Joe and Kristen. I'm talking... The universe here, any agents, leaders out there, hop on with us, tlrzoom.com, or type in the chat there in um, Facebook. What you got? <clears throat> if not, what else? Are we, are we missing anything on this subject matter or anything else relevant to the discussion today, guys?
1: Jake, what's your biggest takeaway from the halftime talk?
2: Oh, gosh. Okay. I'll accept that. What's my biggest takeaway?
1: Yeah. Well, like teaching it every time. Do you, do you, does something different speak to you every yeah. time you teach it?
2: Not so much different, but this is meant to be a challenge to the listener. Every time I do that, I generally speaking, get good feedback. I don't see a lot of it. Occasionally somebody will send me a screenshot where you guys are out there like, that was great. Here's what I took away. Like, that warms my heart every time. What I wish for, however, is not to be a one day on a Friday afternoon, rah, rah, pump you up. My takeaway is, and I hope you'll hear this the right way, the 80-20 rule still exists. So if we had 50 people on there, 20% are actually going to do that work. And I'm going to say that because I, I want, I want that to, to change that is a challenge if you left friday pumped up but here we are over the weekend it's monday you know and you're right back to your old habits you're in the 80 percentile it was good information you were excited for an hour i'm looking for the committed and so that is always one of my greatest takeaways is the great feedback the energy that people say they got from it cool I'm not Brent Scott asked me the other day a question. Brent, shout out to you about some, some different topic. But he said, So what's missing, Jake? Is it is it like a reaction or something that you were hoping to get? And I said, Brent, actually, no. Remove the re from that equation. It was something dealing with our coaches. I don't need a reaction. What I need is action. Just remove the R E from that equation. I am after evidence. I am after people taking and applying. I want the action. I don't need the fluffy reaction stuff to let me know I did a good job or something, right? So we so, want
1: those twenty percent. We want those agents who are actually taking action after seeing that. That's right. To post in the group and say, "Check right. this out. This was inspired by the halftime right. talk that Jake gave."
2: That's what I want. And now I, I get a little bit of that right now because if you're if you're in TLR Bingo. Like, we see what's going on. It's awesome. It's electric. If you're not in TLR bingo, no shame. Catch it next time. It's fun. It's good stuff. But there's an energy with the people playing TLR bingo right now. So I know they're all over it. But, you know, it, it, when it's out of sight, out of the mind, or you get back in your normal routine surrounded by the same people, you press the button on the coffee machine and it triggers this whole subsequent sequence of activities that just kind of you're in Groundhog Day mode. It's, it's a dress rehearsal. I want people to snap out of the dress rehearsal and leave their old self over there and build these new habits, new self moving forward in the last half of this season. That's what I was wanting to see. Does that answer it's your question? <laughs> you get me started. I won't stop. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: I think, yeah. Jake, even hearing that, I mean, it's a good challenge to me. And I, I, it's a good challenge to all of us at different times, but going back to the the beginning of the conversation, that action is what's going to determine if you're going to be here in 20 years, right? Because mm-hmm. if the inaction is happening, you know, again, I'm pretty guilty of some a lot of this because I tend to do and just do and just do, and then I, I don't go outside of that, but if you're not taking the action within the room that you've committed to. Um, probably not taking the action in your business yeah. for, for the future. Exactly. either. You're reactive in your business. You're not active in your business. And if you're just reacting to what's coming your way, those are the people that are going to be dropping by the drove.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah. The well can run dry pretty quick, can it? If you're not constantly digging the well out and deeper and deeper and deeper, it'll yeah. just run bone dry.
0: <laughs> and, and let me tell you, you know, Reed has pushed me to some things like that I have not, I didn't think I would ever do like recruiting posts, stupid, simple, but I was being reactive as a broker owner waiting on the agent to come to me, not being active to secure my place on their list, because they may not be moving today, but they may move in three years. They may move in six months and they're going to remember the person who's been active. They're not going to remember you because you have, they, they, you don't have anything to react to because you were never on their radar.
1: Just like with sales, just like when you're an agent and you're, and you're trying to sell houses, right? If you're not top of mind with your database, they won't remember that you're an agent.
0: Right. And I'm, I'm finding that fine balance right now because I'm trying to work my way out of production. So Mm -hmm. I'm spending so much time active in the business that I'm going, wait, I also need to be active over here. I can't just react Mm -hmm. over here until we get that foundation set.
2: Yeah, because if you don't, what's going to what's gonna be different six months from now? If I don't take, insert action, fill in the blank, what's going to be different six months from now? Am I, am I going to be complaining or struggling with the same thing that I'm saying I am today? I, I mean, that's just as fundamental as it gets. When, <laughs> when people say, like, if I'm coaching Kristen or something, and she's, I use the word complaining or whatever, but about time, what am I just open-ended, matter-of-fact questions as a coach, which is my responsibility. It's not to feed that, oh yeah, no, time's tough. That's not my job. (laughs) I might just simply look at Kristen and say, okay, so Kristen, what I hear you saying is time is um, a struggle for you right now, okay? So let me ask you a question. What are you gonna do today? What are you willing to do today? So that in six months from now, if I ask you that same question, time is no longer your excuse. And I just shut up. Because that, that is what it's about. <laughs> Every day we get to pick what it is we choose to do or not do, which shapes our tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But what is going to change so you're not complaining to me in six months about time still being a factor? Yep. And that's just an example, of course, but it's relatable for a lot of people probably. What you going to do. By the way, most... I hate to use this term, most achievers, I'm not going to say successful people, most people who achieve things, great things, will tell you they actually develop the muscle of saying no to more things they say yes to. Some of you watching this, you actually need to start saying no to more things, not yes.
1: That was one of the biggest lessons I ever learned. And I used to coin myself an opportunity junkie. I would just say yes to everything. Yes, bring me the opportunity. Give it to me. I want it. It's like, what are you doing, right? Just focus on something important and stay the course. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yes, I think we've dropped some fire today. Kristen, are there any comments or questions that we need to read? Or we can wrap this up early.
1: And I think we have a lot of people being tagged right now. Oh. Um, but no, yeah, not a lot of comments. Nope, we're good.
2: We're dropping some fire. Joe, jo- jo, you made this call. I mean, kind of amazing. Not going to lie. So
1: <laughs> amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Hop on every time.
2: Yeah. So it's on rem- my time blocking schedule. Speaking of time. There you go. There you go.
0: <laughs> like as a
2: it. reminder to all of you, unless otherwise noted, um, we, we do these the first Monday of every month at 11 central time. So if you want to go to your Google calendar right now, set a recurring thing, Google makes it easier, easy, set it for live Q&A with Jake and Kristen recurring event on the first Monday of every month, 11 o'clock central. You can do that right now if you guys wanted to. Otherwise, we're going to create the flyers and the fancy stuff in the locker room nation, but you don't always see that. You will see your calendar. Okay. We are here for you. We, we, Chris and I, we're going to keep doing these. We just decided, you know what? We got so many trainings on Tuesdays and different things that we do. Sometimes it's just nice to make yourself available. It's just like a fireside chat roundtable discussion. We come with no agenda. Whatever questions you guys have, we can talk for days, especially me. And <laughs> just show up. That's all you need to do is show up, but have some questions ready uh, and let us help you. Free coaching yeah cool all right guys um let's go around robin real quick um commitments this week Kristen, what's a commitment that you have this oh. week i'll, I'll go, i go i can start i'm go putting my out there yeah okay and i'm gonna think too um okay so <laughs> a, a commitment that i have this week to the two of you and everybody watching this is to first of all i'm gonna take tomorrow off okay But today, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, my commitment is to have two meaningful conversations with leaders in the real estate space each day. That is my commitment. I will not go home and stare my kids in the eyes if I haven't done that. Because that helps me move the needle forward, finding people like Joe that are willing to partner and get behind our mission to, to transform an industry. That's my one thing. So there. That's my commitment.
0: Me too, Jake. Oh (laughs) gosh,
2: don't say unless you mean it now. I'm okay with you R and D, but this is a commitment, Kristen.
1: I can handle that, but you know what? I'm going to be very specific with my two conversations that I'm having every day and I'm going to get answers from people who have agreements with us who haven't signed them yet.
2: Okay, so circling back to out for signatures. Yeah. If, I'm if gonna that's gonna one of yes you, you and you're happy no. to be watching this, watch out. She's coming for you. I'm coming. <laughs> okay. All right. Joe, what's a commitment for this week?
0: I would say for me, I'm sitting here next to my notebooks um, of notes from halftime, from coaching. And I've got some homework tasks that have been pushed off and pushed off. And I think this this week seems to be a pretty, pretty slow week. And so I'm going to make a commitment to get through those task lists, get through my halftime notes Mm -hmm. and really get those things compiled in a way that
2: it's, I can
0: execute them in the business.
2: Solid answer. I, I will take that. And by the way, if you are out there struggling, whoever's watching this and you need an idea like Kristen stole mine, you can steal this one again. Your commitment can be doing this kiss exercise Today, <laughs> I think I've said that umpteen times, or at least this week after seeing this video, that could be an example of what your commitment might look like. Okay. Well, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. Haven't been real fun. I'm just kidding. Stop it. Oh, uh, it's been amazing, actually. And uh, I always appreciate the conversations we get to have, Kristen, and when when Joe Joseph Williams is involved, it's absolute fire. So. Thank you both. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Any party words, Chris and Shanna, Hannah, Hannah?
1: Uh, I hope everyone has a super safe 4th of July There's that. tomorrow. Yep. Yep. Come back with all of your fingers. So I, just, I saw someone posted something that said, someone in America is going to sleep tonight, and it's the last night of them having all 10 fingers. And I thought, oh my gosh, people are like, you know, because of fireworks the fireworks yeah it was fun it It made me chuckle i was like oh no 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 Yeah, stay safe out there stay safe out there everyone
2: in the nation speaking of fireworks there's going to be fireworks in orlando florida about august 10th through the 12th gee i don't know at the breakthrough event so uh tlrnation.com slash breakthrough event we still have some tickets available be there be square (laughs) all right hey guys Thank you so much. Let's go complete our commitments for the day so we can be present with our families. Awesome. You got it. Talk later.
1: Bye, guys.
2: Thanks for listening to the Proximity Podcast. We hope you'll implement the real solutions and real action items into your real estate business. Be sure and subscribe to get updates on new episodes and join us on Facebook where industry professionals go to collaborate. Don't forget to hit us with your feedback and likes. We'd love to hear from our raving fans. Until next time.